Welcome to Ikoi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. Matthew chapter 21. We are reading from verse 12 to 17. As we look at my father's house, part 2. Matthew 21, verses 12 to 17. Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called the house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priest and the teachers of the Lord saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants? You have ordained praise. And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany where he spent the night. Thank God for another opportunity we have to press on in understanding of my father's house. We are preoccupied for most part of last weekend with discipleship in my father's house. The essence is to remind us of what should be the priority in our father's house. Never you forget that all that God wants from you and I is to be conformed to the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are to grow daily to become like Jesus Christ. Our concern today is on your responsibilities, my responsibilities in our Father's house. May the Lord by his Holy Spirit show you why you are in this church and not somewhere else. May you open your eyes to see what you should be doing for him in Ikoi Baptist Church. Praise the Lord. You are not in this church by accident. And I'm sure if he asks all of us here this morning to share testimony, of why it has to be Equi Baptist Church that you are worshipping. You will have your reasons. And the summary of it is that the Lord must have brought you here. Praise the Lord. And if the Lord in his wisdom has brought you and I here, it is for a purpose. And may that purpose be accomplished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are my responsibilities in my father's house? The first one 
we want to look at is to pray for my father's house. To pray for what? My father's house. And we see Jesus in verse 13 of our text emphasizing that it is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer. Amen. Prayer is the life wire of a local church. Prayer is the strength and power of a local church. A prayerless church is a powerless church. A prayerless church is a dangerous church. A prayerless church is a safe haven for robbers. All kinds of atrocities happen in a prayerless church. IBC will not be a prayerless church in Jesus' name. You will not be a prayerless Christian in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you again, please don't miss the Bible study this Wednesday and the next series. We'll be taking that even down on Friday, the night of supernatural help until we finish that material this month, God helping us. And the goal we are working towards is every member of Equal Baptist Church being able to pray for at least one hour a day. Amen. Want to trust God that He will make every one of us men and women of prayer. If you are already praying beyond one hour, two hours, three hours, thank God, continue. We want to bring everybody to that level where we can generate and trust God for the manifestation of His glory. So, my first responsibility in my father's house is to do what? To pray. We are asked. The prayer band, we pray for the church. The pastors, we do that. The deacons, we do that. It is expected of every one of us who claims God to be our father to spend time to pray about his house. Number two, to ensure the purity of my father's house. To ensure what? The purity of my father's house. Sin and all kinds of impurity drives away the presence of the almighty God. Holiness is what God adorns his house with. Holiness is a standard of God for our generation. Be ye holy, for I am holy, says the great apostle Peter in 1 Peter 1.15 Without holiness no man shall see the Lord. The church is not a place to do evil. God will not spare you for defiling his house. Be careful how you behave in the church. Don't litter the house of God. Use the bin. That is placed around the church. Praise the Lord. And if you are the 419 that we are talking about, you are in church. This because I wonder how people get other church members' numbers. That they used to, at least, you can say you can get the pastors home from the bulletin. But how do they manage to get 
people's number in the church. That shows to me that the people we are dealing with comes around us. So if you are that type that that's what brought you to church, uh, you are in the wrong place and you are praying in the wrong place. Whether we pray that God should judge you or not, God will judge you. So the earlier you repent, the better for you. Our security men are also working and the Lord will help them to catch that person in Jesus' name. I didn't hear your amen. Amen. Let the Lord catch the person. I don't know if it happens here, but I've had cause to call police people to arrest people in the church before. And if it happens this way, we'll not hesitate to do that. Why we innocent people come to church to serve God and some people will be embarrassing them? If after service, people walk up to you to begin to ask for money, then that's not the right thing. The house of God is a house of order. Amen. If anybody comes to you to ask for help, direct him to the deacons. Are you hearing me? Or to the house fellowship pastor. That's the order. When such needs come, the church attends to it. Not that some people come every Sunday and after every Sunday they will come and say, sir, I need transport. Or I need money to go, and go for an interview in Abuja. It's just one, the same story. Please be careful uh, of dealing with such people. Some come, they already target some individuals. And it shouldn't be so. Part of the purity of our father's house is not to condone sin, not to condone evil. We must ensure the purity of our father's house. Let's read Deuteronomy 23. Deuteronomy chapter 23. From verse 9, we have it on the screen. Can we all read together? When you are calmed against your what? Your enemies keep away from what? Everything what? Impurity will not allow you to stand before your enemy. So the Lord is instructed when you are encamped against your enemies and we are surrounded by enemies, we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. That's what the scripture says. So that's a challenge to live a life of purity, to keep our father's house pure. Next verse. Let's go on. about in your camp to protect you and to deliver your enemies to you. Your camp must be holy. 
so that you will not see among you anything indecent and turn away from you. In the verses we've read, two kinds of impurities were dealt with. And the major reason is this verse 14. Say, for the Lord your God is doing what? Is moving around your camp to do what? To protect you. And to do what? And to deliver your enemies into your hand. So make sure that there's nothing what? Indecent amongst you. Number three. Responsibility in my father's house is to passionately pursue the interests of my father's house. How passionate are you about your father's house? Our Lord Jesus Christ displayed unparalleled passion for his father's house. Zeal for my father's house has consumed me. And we see him displaying that in Matthew 21. The disciples were wondering how their master will enter into the temple and took time to begin you know, to make the whip and eventually start chasing these people out while they were worried and they were deliberating how appropriate that behavior was. One of them remembered that it is written, zeal for your house as what? Has consumed me. That same zeal must consume you and I for our father's house. We must be passionate about our father's house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It may not necessarily mean that next Sunday you will come with a whip to church. Are you following me? But when you see things going wrong, you don't keep your eyes closed until it is fixed. Hallelujah. Number four, we need to promote the reputation of our father's house. Nothing kills an organization faster than bad reputation. Please don't give this church a bad reputation. If you are suffering from a bad reputation, may the Lord grant you deliverance today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I got to Paracos some years ago, I discovered that the local church I was called to pastor was suffering from bad reputation from two dimensions. Number one, where the church started is nicknamed by the people in that community Foul House because it was constructed with corrugated iron sheet. And the old size is no more than where the choir is. I think this is even bigger. So everybody in that community, instead of coming to that house, they prefer to travel several kilometers. Nobody wants to come to where? To, to fall out. Bad reputation. To worsen it, they had the reputation that they don't keep their pastor. And uh, within 10 years, they already had 10 leaders. 10 leaders, 10 pastors. And uh, one spent three weeks. So the, the community knows them for that. Thirdly, they used to fight. Physical fight. 
they fought to an extent one day that police had to be dispatched to come and arrest them during worship service. It was that bad. So that church had bad what? Reputation. And nobody wants to join a church with bad reputation. I think you know that. So we must make sure that God helping us Ikuyi Baptist Church continue to keep the good name that the Lord has given to us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But let's see the word of God and see God's promise. In this regard, Isaiah 62. I remember we began to pray, began to seek the face of God over their new life. And by the grace of God, God broke that yoke. The yoke of bad reputation was broken over that assembly. And except anybody tells you that story today, you may never know that new life had that history of bad reputation. Can we read Isaiah 62, 1 to 4 together? For Zion's sake, for Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet. The nations will see your righteousness and all your kings, your glory. You'll be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. Hallelujah. Somebody, this service, God is going to give you a new name. I don't know the name they have been calling you that does not fulfill the purpose of God for your life and destiny. The Lord will give you a new name. Amen. Say you will be what? A crown of splendor in the Lord's hand. A royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you what? Or name your land. But you'll be called Ziba, And your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you. And your land We'll be married. Hallelujah. God fulfilled this world literally in new life. And today is a different story. That the Lord changed that story about that congregation. Another responsibility in my father's house is to participate in the work in my father's house. To do what? To participate in the work in my father's house. There's so much work to do in my father's house. All hands should therefore be on deck. What are you doing in your father's house? Which work are you doing in this church? You can do something, and I mean something positive. You are talented. You are gifted. You are very resourceful. You need to participate in the work in your father's house. Forget about past discouragements from the Sambalat and Tobias. This is your father's house. Insist on participating. We are ready to create new ministries if need be to take care of diverse giftings 
and talents the Lord has blessed us with as a church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me ask your neighbor again, what are you doing for the Lord in the Queen Baptist Church? Let me ask your neighbor, what are you doing? Hallelujah. You have to belong somewhere. If you are not in the choir, you can be in the ushering team. And this morning, we'll be coming to this. Every one of us will be indicating where you will serve the Lord in your father's house. If truly this is your father's house, uh, if truly this place is your father's house, you must do something. Amen. Sometimes some of us get discouraged because of previous experience. Maybe we say certain things to you that you are not comfortable with. So you hand over the files. Say, I'm not doing again. Work in God's house. You don't resign from it. Are you hearing me? You don't, out of anger, throw the files. Say, I'm not doing again. If truly it's your father's house, you will not do that. So in case you're in that category, I encourage you, come back to your duty post. And the Lord will be honored. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I've been needing people particularly to serve in the Life Leadership Academy. Uh, we said that during the retreat, that is targeted to our emerging leaders. There's no use blaming no present-day leaders that they're not doing well. Majorly, many of them stumbled into leadership. They were not prepared for it. I want to see how we can begin to prepare our young people for leadership not just in the church, but also out there. So this year, we're going to start with that. As many of us that would like to participate in that, please, uh, you indicate when that time comes. Uh, the training arm of the church is there, but we're going to strengthen it in order to go leadership institute and see how we can uh, grow our leadership skill as a church. Praise the Lord. Number six. We need to provide for the work in my father's house. The needs in my father's house are also enormous. We need much money to carry out the ministries of this church. We need money to pay salaries of staff, pastors at home and on the field, buy diesel, fuel, vehicles, and welfare matters, missions, publications, maintenance. Noreliums, etc. This morning will not come from unbelievers or the unchurch. Angels will also not give us the money we are looking for. They have their own assignments. Amen. Amen. No. Angels will not come down to give us money. It will require human beings to do that. It's the responsibility of every genuine member of Equity Baptist Church to give to fund the ministry of our local church. As a genuine member of this church, we are to give God's tithe and offering. Give first fruits. You can also give other free will offerings as pledges, donations, etc. to help the work in your father's house. Whichever 
you can be sure that whatever you give will be judiciously spent. I can guarantee you that there shall be no misappropriation, no embezzlement, no diversion of funds. We have genuine, qualified, tested, honest, and reliable hands managing our finances. None of the pastors or pastor's wife are involved in church finances. The church pastor is only involved in giving some approvals. So our money is very, 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 very safe. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our money is what? Very, 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 very safe. Some people, because of how money is to be spent in the house of God, and we have seen a lot of things happen, actually. You know, but I can let you know that IBC stands for integrity when it comes to managing God's fund. And all of us are actually involved in managing that fund. But can I ask you again this morning, do you give God tight? Do you give God his tight? Do you give God his offering? Can we quickly read Malachi 3.10 to refresh our memory? To provide for the work in my father's house. Can we read Malachi 3.10 again? Even though we have skipped some earlier verses before our time. Can we read it together? Amen. Let's stop there. How many of us here can testify that God is faithful to Malachi 3.10? You have experienced God by obeying Malachi 3.10. Thank you. Majority of us are in that category. I want to encourage you to continue to do so under God. If you are yet to come to that experience, I want to encourage you and be consistent not that you pay tight in January, then until April again. Uh, before I say, God, you understand. School fees, school fees. You're not supposed to use God's tight to pay what? To pay school fees. Uh, God will understand. But who will not understand? The devil will not understand, though. He won't understand. And there's certain way we give tithes also that deprives us of the blessing. Can we read the first line again? Bring what? The all tight. He didn't say some of it. He didn't say divide your tight. Give this one to full gospel. Bring the rest to IBC. What did he say you should do? Bring the all to where? So we are tight is not meant to be given to a man of God. Some people give their tithe, they say they are giving tithe to a man of God. You don't give your tithe to a man of God. You give your tithe to your local church where your storehouse is. It's designated. 
when it comes to tithe, you are not supposed to manage your tithe. Who manages it? The owner of the tithe. He will tell you where to take it to and bring it to your father's house so that there may be food in my father's house. This is the only verse of scripture where God said, test me. He said, test me in this. That when you do your own part, I will not do mine. And I thank God that we have testimonies here in our midst of those who give their tithes and how the Lord has been blessing us. May the Lord help us. If every one of us will be faithful tithers in the Koei Baptist Church, if we give all the tithes and not some of the tithes, I can guarantee you that the work of God will prosper much more in our hands. Will not be troubling us you know, for additional whatever formation fields and all those things. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Similar to that is the issue of first fruits in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. I want to thank those of us who've been hearing the announcement of people giving their first fruits. Uh, keep doing that, and the Lord bless you mightily in Jesus' name. We have two more points, but I just want to round up. Uh, number seven talks about preach about my father's house. Amen. We, we need to do what about our father's house? Preach about our father's house. Jesus did that. John chapter 14 verse 1. John 14 verse 1. It says, it's John 14 verse 1, not for Samuel, please. John chapter 14, verse 1. Do not let your hearts be what? Be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my what? Are many what? If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. I need to tell somebody in church this morning who is not yet born again that Christ has a place for you in eternity. But don't miss it. It will be so too sad that when we get to heaven and we have been taking around mansions and you ask, who is this place meant for? They mention somebody's name. Say, but it's not here. It's not here because he refused to give his life to Christ. His room is empty. You are in this meeting this morning, you are not yet born again. God has been gracious. He's gone ahead to make preparation for your eternity. All you just need to do is to acknowledge you are a sinner and that you cannot help yourself and you invite Christ to be your Savior and Lord and that which he has prepared for you will be yours. Finally, we are to ensure the peace and unity of our father's house. We are to ensure the peace and unity of our father's house. We need peace in my father's house. Nothing can be done in an atmosphere of conflict and confusion. We need an atmosphere of peace 
for our prayers to be answered. We need peace in order to achieve our goals in job plant do investments. Please, in the name of the Lord, I beg you to be an agent of peace in this church. Avoid every agent of conflict and confusion. Report any agent of conflict and confusion. Pray for the peace of IBC on a daily basis. As much as it lies in your power, follow peace with all men in this church, in your workplace, in your family, and everywhere. Let's read Romans 16, verse 17. Romans chapter 16. Apostle Paul's warning by the Holy Spirit, what we are to do. Can we read it together again, if you don't mind? I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who do what? And do what again? That are contrary to the teaching you have learned. What are you supposed to do? Keep away from them. There are people in the church that works unconsciously for the devil. Many of them have Maoria. You know what they call Maoria? The ones they know, the ones they don't know, they will say it. And if you are not careful to manage them, they will sow seed of discord into your heart. What did the Bible say we should do to such people? Once you see them, just carry your bag and your Bible and say, this one, get them, get Maria. And the Bible says, I should do what? I should avoid them. They cause division. Let's all be agents of peace and unity in the house of God. And the Lord will continue to be honored in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 to Latif Jackandir Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook as Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ekoebaptistchurch.org via phone at 0162. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ekoebaptistchurch.org 